0: One, two, three, four. Yo, Super Traders, welcome to the Betfair Trading Communities podcast, the Ask Me Anything podcast. Got a little bit of heat recently for um, using the Yo Super Traders on a uh, on a Facebook comment. Uh, They said it wasn't very professional. Um, It's quite fun because last time I checked, I didn't realise that I had to be super corporate and super professional. I thought this was all about fun. You know what we do? Um, We talk about sports. We talk about Uh, life, and loads of different bits and bobs like that. I didn't really remember that we had to be professional, which actually then did remind me of a quote by Charlie Munger, who um, you guys will know I am a big fan of, and I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. Uh, Charlie Munger sadly passed away at age 99, um, an incredible age, but he said, I never allow myself to hold an opinion on anything that I don't know the other side's argument better than they do. I think that's an amazing quote. It's an amazing thing to think about. It's something that I actually think about a lot when people are um giving me negative comments uh and all that kind of stuff i just think well can i understand your argument better than you do if i can't if i can then i'm prepared to to sort of give an give a reply or whatever on that but if i can't then i, I just just leave you to it um i used to work with a guy uh we had a few bits and bobs together and he said just send them to heaven send them to heaven man. just leave him up there um they're not rented space in your head," <coughs> he said, which I think is really important as well. So, like that one, I do have a quote to kick us off, uh, and it is from Dan. Uh, so, Dan gives us a quote. So, if you are new to this podcast, this is the Ask Me Anything podcast. We have um, we have a form. If you can email in, if you email info at betfairtrainingcommunity com, you'll get and just ask for the Ask Me Anything podcast form. You'll get it. Uh, it is in the show notes. Um, it's really, really, really annoying um sorry it's really annoying it's, it's not really annoying my wife just texted me at the exact same time as I was about to speak and uh <laughs> she's I've got do not disturb on but uh because I have um children uh I have her to break my do not disturb someone drove into the back of our car this week and um she's trying to sort out a hire car and we keep getting a yes and then a no and yes and then no. And she'd literally messaged me as I, um, <coughs> was about to speak and they said, no, we can't have a car, um, at the minute, a hire car can't drive ours, but we can't have a hire car. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really annoying as, and I spoke that out to the microphone. Um, so actually, yeah, that guy who said, um, you super traders not being professional, that actually wasn't that professional of me. So I do apologize. Um, so yeah, it's, um, The form is in the show notes. It's on, uh, I believe it it might be on Twitter as well. Um, Save it, bookmark it. Uh, You can ask as many things as you want. I do these every single week. Uh, It has been a couple of weeks since I've done one uh, because I was away last week. Um, I went to Centre Parks. just in case you wanted to know. I really like it there. It's really cool. Um, it's great for children as well. It's really really good setup, and nobody seems to mind. It's literally built for for families, so everyone's sort of in the same boat. I was as you, you know. Every restaurant you go in has a has a play area, which is amazing. So you're not like sat at the table um, trying to spin the PR machine, um, you know, when your child goes crazy, and you're like, oh my god, they're just tired. You know, they're just tired. They had a late night. Um, we all we've all been there. We all know that PR machine. Um, so it's great. Um, but yeah, the um, the questions are always the same. What are you struggling with when it comes to trading? Is there anything else you want to ask me? And are you a member of BTC or not? Um, and I always do start this by giving a quote because I did this once and I really liked it. And I speak to a lot of the, the community members and we talk about, you know, books that we're reading and quotes from books and we share things from books. And I thought it's really, really good to bring that in because one of the things that you know we do at perfect Trading Community, part <coughs> pardon me, is you're all part of the community we treat you all the same whether you just listen to this podcast whether you interact with us on Twitter whether you are a paid member or not you're all part of our world and we look after people in our world you know we're not nasty about people we're not nasty we talk and we try and help you so um that's one of the reasons that I love doing um this podcast um just just love doing this podcast and I love talking to traders so dan said comparison is the thief of joy everyone thinks someone else is doing better than them instead just focus on what you're doing if you're happy then that's all that matters this is really 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 important and i was listening to another podcast i've been listening to my first million it's a really really good podcast um and they had an episode recently, I'd recommend it, and it was, um, I'll tell you actually the exact name of it, I think it was like 99 Lessons from Charlie Munger or something, which is where I got the uh, 99 Years of Charlie Munger Wisdom in 44 minutes. Really, really good, so it's 44 minutes long, and he was he was talking about that, you know, people, he was at an age where he didn't really care what people had, so when people are younger, you know, their friends have a nice new car and then they're playing that game. They want to get a new car. Their friends get promoted. They want to get promoted. They just want to earn more money, et cetera. But as you get older, those things don't really matter anymore and you actually look for things that actually do make you happy. Um, and one of the things that he said, actually just building out upon that, is, you know, instead of saying, well, I want to be happy, he would invert that to Charlie Munger words. And that goes on from this comparison as the thief of joy. So think about what makes you happy and then invert that. What actually, what makes you sad and then just don't do those things? So what makes me sad would be not spending time with my girls, um, not talking about trading, not talking about marketing, right? Although some people will try and vilify me for that, but I actually really enjoy it, but ho- hopefully not in it. I actually do care. I do care, and, and, and I promote a product, the a Trading Community, that I actually believe in and I know can help people. Um. So, yeah, all of these things, then... Can, can make you happy. So stop focusing on what everybody else has got uh, and thinking that everyone's doing better than you because the likelihood anyway is that they're not. Um, so just focus on what you're doing uh, and if you're happy then that's all that matters. So we're going to get into the ask me anything today. Uh, I've got a couple of questions from people with no names and they've only asked for what are you struggling with when it comes to trading so I'll go through those first so we don't know if they're a member or not. First one is how important do you think it is to live to watch live matches in order to be profitable in trading. I I need to break this out actually because I don't think it I don't think it's crucial to watch the match. Okay. And um I I do not prescribe to the thought that you can only make money one way trading. You can make money so many ways trading, okay? You can make money just opening up a match, reading the stats, the in play and reading watching the match and then just knowing that something's gonna happen and then trade it that way. You can do it that way. I'm not saying you can't. That's not my preferred way of doing it because for me, just this is just my opinion, okay? Just my opinion right now. That is like scattergun trading. You don't really have a plan for it. You you Well, you sort of have a plan, but it's not an ironclad plan. It's not that repeatable. And you're at the whim of the matches, and you are at the whim of loads of different things. What I prefer to do is look at the historical data because there's so many football matches on. You know, if you look on a Saturday, how many football matches are there on average on a Saturday? In fact, let's Google that, right? Let's Google how many... Professional football matches per. Let's do weekend, okay? All right. Let's do weekend. Right. There are ninety two. Right. What have we got here. This is crazy. Let's uh, so how many professional matches are played globally each week? Well, let's start with England. There are 92 professional clubs every season, between 20 in the EPL, 72 in the three divisions of the EFL. That makes for 46 weekly matches per season. Add in Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, Republic of Ireland, then the professional leagues of France, France Spain, Portugal, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Greece, etc. Give yourself that is a lot of matches. That is a lot, a lot of matches. So we're talking probably like. <coughs> Pardon me, I muted the wrong one, then coughed into the microphone. um that's like two two hundred matches, maybe right, So how are you supposed to pick the best game or any of the best games uh, when there's two hundred of them? I just don't know like how to do it, so the way that I like to do it is I like to look at the pre match stats, okay, I like to look at the pre match stats. And I like to um, narrow in from that, okay, because I believe that by looking at the pre-match stats, you can, you can zone in on what has happened previously and you can start to identify um, some of the better opportunities from, from that list. And then that gives you something to actually focus on. Um, and then l- really, really lean into those ones, and then you are snipering in. That's what I prefer to do. If you think about the way that a sniper goes, a sniper actually spends time you know, getting set up, looking through all everything that they need and then they they take their shot and they, they kill the target. Now I'm not saying we're going to kill the target, but that's kind of what we need to be doing, okay? We want to be We want to be doing that. We want to be really honing in and really focusing on what we are doing. That's just me. That's the way that I like to trade. Now, I'm not saying that um, you have to do it that way. I'm not saying that's the best way. That's just the way that I prefer to do it. So linking that back to watching live matches, what I then do is – I'm just going to take it a step further – is I do actually watch the match. I used to watch some of the matches – I would always be asking, is my original hypothesis clear? Okay, is my original hypothesis clear? And then I'd look at my original hypothesis for that trade. You know, what has happened? What are the stats that I thought were important for that trade? Now, there's, there's a few ways here, and I'm really going a lot deeper than the question actually asked, because what, what I always want to do with this, I'm not saying I'm the best trader ever, Um, way, way far from it. In fact, Adam is a way better trader than me. There's many, many better traders out there than me. Um, Many better traders. I'm not saying I'm the best, but I've just built a system that works for me that's simple, that I'm sharing with you. That's all I'm doing. Then what I can do from actually watching the matches and give you a step-by-step sort of how I would then build that out, is I'd watch the matches and look at those stats that you found important about those those matches, those trades, why you actually entered them, and then start applying that to the match. Is what you're seeing in your eyes actually what is happening in front of you? So, you know, if you have um, over 2.5 goals, for example, and you know that you need lots and lots of shots and you are getting a lot of shots, then you know that this is doing what it's supposed to be doing. It, 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 It is doing what it's supposed to be doing. So you can actually... You know, take a step back and 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 think about that. And that's really giving you sort of what you then need to need to actually be looking at. So I hope that helps. But then what you can do is you can then start to take that level further. And the more and more time that you spend understanding these stats and getting into these stats, you can then actually start to read these matches from the stats alone. And some people have done really, really well from that by not then having to actually watch the matches because you are busy, etc. cetera. Um, but then what that also does is then that allows you to automate later on in life, later on in life, later on in your trading journey, you know, as you've got better and better and better. So I hope that helps. And I hope that that's a much deeper answer than um, I actually, I think the person who submitted that question uh, thought they were going to get. Um, but that's me. I i don't i hope it's not ramble um I just try to give a little bit of context and try to give you absolutely everything that from my experience that I can to help you with these um with these trades and your trading journey i want to make you sort of as good as you can be uh, and that's my goal That's literally my goal so let's then break into the next question shall we Do-do-do-do-do. Right, next question, ladies and gentlemen. Do you agree with this statement that statistics can only tell you so much and that what you see happening in the live game is more important? I don't think that oh, I don't, don't I don't agree with that. No. I think stats well, stats will zone in. It's building out from that initial question that I've just literally just answered. Stats will let you zone in. You need both of them. You need you 100% need the stats and you 100% then need to see what's actually happening in that game. So I think it's exactly like my previous question, the answer to that, you are looking at you are 100% looking at stats that allows you to narrow down. Again, remember this is just my way of trading, the way I trade. And then from there, you're then applying that information, that idea to what is actually happening in the football match. So I think they're both very important. Uh, but I think the first thing that you need to do the way that i i think i think about trading is you have to have the stats now people are gonna say oh yes but that's because you sell a um a stat software and blah, blah, blah. yeah I do i do sell sell a stats software there is there's no way of denying that i do but i think that stats have really enabled me to be able to trade better and to find the best trades all of the time so yeah that is there's no two ways about it for me that has really enabled me to to get the best trades in the least time and now sort of be able to automate my trades so yeah I can't I can't talk about it any other way, really. Only the way that I know. There is other ways out there, obviously. So, uh, that's that question. Right, now we're going to the last question, which is from Alex, who is a member. Uh, What are you struggling with when it comes to trading? Nothing. You mentioned a while ago, I think it's October, that it's more difficult now to make larger returns on Betfair. Could you elaborate as to why that is? Is it solely down to premium charge, or how much has it changed over the years? Okay, so I think it's actually harder to make money now because the markets are a lot more efficient and there's, there used to be, um, back in the day, You would; it was just so much easier to make money on lots of different ways. So one example of that was that you could see in the morning, you could quite clearly see money coming in for a horse. So around sort of 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, you would um, definitely 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 um be able to see like money coming in for a horse and you just know that that horse was going to steam in so that horse might be at 10.0 at 10 o'clock and you're like that's going to get to six by dinner time and you could just see it and it and was there was so much money coming in for it and so many other people were doing it it was just easier and there was a lot of other strategies like that and also the lay the draw you know the the um the odds would move so much more. Lay the draw, so you'd be laying at four point one, and then you'd be getting out a lot higher than that. And then a lot of people started doing it. So the market markets are efficient. So they became more efficient to it, more wise to it. So instead of it going to sort of seven, seven point five, etc., it might be coming down to six point six, something like that. So you'd be losing a few ticks there. So that's why um, we said that. I think that was actually the an episode that me and Mark, me and Adam did together. Um, because it was a really really good question and Adam and me both agreed on that and you used to it just used to be so much easier this it mental when i think back now actually i was walking to the supermarket this morning um and i was thinking about betfair and you know how it's changed over the years and it's like there was a there was a there was a kid uh, waiting for a boss, a young lad and he just looked like someone i went to sixth form with and i actually thought it was them and he was getting on the school bus to go to, to six form or probably, I, I don't know. I'm guessing now, but it looked, it looked like that. There was some school kids in uniform around him and he just looked like someone I knew. And I thought, Jesus Christ, when did I last speak to that lad? And I was like, God, it was six form. I was like, geez, so I'd have been like 17, 18. Wow. And i just worked back to that. sort and was like, Jesus Christ, what, what's happened since then? And I was just thinking about, you know, Betfair and the things that we were doing on Betfair. Then I was backing horses, um, in the morning, um, you know, Jin- the, Jinxie, I remember Jinxie trade, the, the trade of Jinxie, which loads of these newbies will not remember. But you guys might not even remember. I would be amazed if anyone remembers Jinxie. If you remember Jinxie, tweet me uh, at BetfairTC and let me know. Remind- just just tell me you remember Jinxie. Um, for those of you who don't know, he was a trader who just was had this, like, God gift. He was amazing at knowing every horse he backed, basically, would drop. And he would share those horses um and then he ended up building a a community where people paid. I think he only let hundred people in at a time and um yeah, it was cool. Um and <laughs> he let he, he would share these tips, uh and all of these horses would drop. Like all of them. They were amazing. But I think that's why I think the market's got more efficient. I think there's just more people doing it um as well. So the because the markets have got efficient and there's more people doing it, the odds aren't moving as much on certain strategies, but it's still profitable, you know? Um, it's the, I think there's still, there's still well enough money to be made on, uh, trading on Betfair. Um, but it's not like, it's not like it was, where you was actually able to make like crazy, really, 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 really good money. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, I don't think it was... Uh, it's that one. Sorry, my phone... This today is like... Mental. My phone's ringing off the hook. It never, ever does this. But, of course, I'm recording a podcast and it's going crazy. So, um, yeah, that's the answer to that one. I think it's got more efficient. So, you are a member, and uh, is there anything else you'd like to ask me? Would you be able to talk about your experience with Betfair Income and declaring some non... All for tax purposes or borrowing, mortgage loans, taking out credit cards, credit history. I'm curious about the pros and cons from your experiences. as there are only major do's and don'ts. Yeah, this is actually a good one. Um, yeah, I... Um, there, 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 was, there used to be one bank. I can't even remember who it was, but a mortgage broker told me about it, and they would actually allow Betfair traders to get investment properties based off, invest, off Betfair trading income if you could prove you were consistent. There's just one bank out of all of them. Uh, a mortgage broker actually... So I, I don't know um, the best way of doing this. It's for your own situation. Um, I, have, I can only talk to my experience, okay? So what I have seen, I have actually seen some Betfair traders pay tax on their income from Betfair. They've declared it. So they've actually created a, a business, like a company, and they've paid their Betfair trading money into that and then they pay tax on that. So that they have an income, and then they've called it. They've, they've spoken to a mortgage advisor about this before, and said that this is what they were planning. And the mortgage advisor has advised them how to do this properly. What to, you know, call the company. What to be named as in the company. I've known them do that. I haven't ever done that. Um, the only thing that I have done is I have paid the money um, from into from Betfair into Skrill or etc., and then into my bank account and it t- tends to not go to my main bank account um to be honest um i have had an i have had a few uh instances where i've gone for mortgages and they have asked for a little bit more information so they've said what where is this money coming from uh, and what i've had to do there is i have had to show my uh income where it like where it's come from i've had to show all, all the bank accounts and i've had to say look these are the deposits these are the withdrawals from Betfair effectively into my bank account and you can see that there isn't any deposits into Betfair because one of the things that they don't like is oh okay you did you made five grand that month but then the next month you actually deposited five grand into Betfair and then the month after you've deposited six grand into Betfair and then blah 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 blah." um (laughs) so that's that's one thing to to sort of note um I would on this one, I would always say speak to a, a mortgage advisor. Um, yeah, give give your mortgage advisor uh, the whole situation. Um, they need everything, and then go from there. Because I'm not an expert in this; uh, I don't really know. I can only speak to sort of my experience, what I've done, and what I've seen. I've seen people do the um, you know paying some income, paying it as income their trading and then taking money on that i have also seen i know you mentioned here about the credit cards i have seen people do that use a credit card for pretty much everything and then at the end of the month pay it off you've got to be super disciplined with that because i have also then seen people go well i'll just pay that off next month you know you're putting on all of your expenses your petrol your shopping, everything and then it's almost like you've got an extra two three grand every month but you haven't um so i have seen people do that as a way of um, boosting their credit score as well because, you know, if you are thinking about this, uh, you are thinking about maybe going pro or, you know, your job or remortgaging or buying a new house, then, you know, that's cool. So you need to you need to really think about this i'd actually say talk to a mortgage advisor way 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 in advance like way before you're even thinking about doing this because a lot of people have said uh, do worry about this and it, it's a it's a worthwhile it's very very worthwhile worrying about it because if your mortgage is up in say five years or three years i mean if something five years you are winning at life because unless you've just remortgaged but your interest rate is going to be hopefully good by then but You you need to think about this because five years will come really really quickly and if you have a plan to go pro in five years you know or semi pro in three years and then you get there then all of a sudden you haven't thought about this and the mortgage won't you won't get a new mortgage then you are really struggling then you need to go get a job for like three months don't you so you can have three months bank statements which is pretty crazy because that's always funny with me and my wife you know she she has three months bank statements that's it and an employment contract that's it and I have to provide like my life story um so yeah long and short of it go speak to a good mortgage advisor um if you want the recommendation of one i have one um and i don't get any commission or anything from that um but yeah go speak to go speak to one uh, and just just talk to to him about your situation um and and get some help from them and um yeah that's it for the for the show today guys the AMA so I'll be back next week uh, so make sure you use that link if you want to add more questions you can if you want to do one every week you can this is this show only works if we have questions if there isn't any then I don't record a show so hope you all have a fantastic weekend I'm going to play the outro music let's go